Hi, Star Wars fans. I'm Ryan Walker, and this is Jump to Lightspeed. Welcome back, Star Wars friends. In today's episode, I will be talking a bit about Chapter 3 of The Mandalorian and how its plot affects my slowly developing theory about how the rest of the season will play out. So as always, if you have not watched the latest episode, or any of the episodes, and would rather not know anything yet, um, now would be an excellent time to skip to the next episode in your podcast playlist. Still here? Okay, let's do this. So, Chapter 3 of The Mandalorian, subtitled The Sin, continued the trend of improvement upon the previous episode. This was an action-packed episode where... For lack of a better turn of phrase, a lot of stuff happened, and most importantly, really seems to have set the plot for the season's overarching story in motion. Now, as usual, I'm not going to go into painstaking detail about this episode. There are tons of podcasts out there that are going to do an excellent job of that. What I'm going to do is talk about the main parts of my ongoing prediction, and then discuss how this chapter in the story affects them. So, My entire theory begins with Baby Yoda being a clone of the actual Yoda. And we still have no real proof, either for or against this possibility. Now, if you saw the episode, then you know our hero did turn the child over to the client in exchange for a Camtono of Beskar. But after their battle with the Slughorn in Chapter 2, he was clearly feeling some bond with the child and, and was curious about what the client's plans were. He didn't tell him, but he definitely gave the impression that it wasn't going to be anything pleasant. So he came back later, used the infrared option of his rifle, along with the super mic on his helmet, to pick up snippets of a conversation between the client and Dr. Pershing. We know that the good doctor was to extract something from the child that was conveniently garbled by static and send it to someone who was also conveniently garbled by static. I'll get to the who in a bit, but for the what, that's a bit of a mystery. I don't think they're going to be making a clone of the baby, because if cloning in the Star Wars universe is anything like cloning on Earth, you wouldn't need to sedate someone and then call out an interrogator droid if you just want a sample of their genetic material from which to make a clone. You, you can do that just with a cheek swab or a pluck of hair. Unless that's what the interrogator droid was going to do. That'd be, that'd be kind of crazy to have an interrogator droid with a Q-tip. Anyways, um, so I don't think they're doing that. So they're going to extract something else. And what I keep coming back to is midichlorians. Now, you may laugh. Go ahead. You, you can roll your eyes. That's That's permissible, too. Um, but I could definitely see John Favreau taking on the challenge of changing the fandom's perception of midi-chlorians. Could they take the midi-chlorians from a clone? I don't see why they couldn't. So, I'm sticking with the baby being a clone, and I didn't see anything in this episode that tells me otherwise. Next, originally my theory suggested that there were two groups of bad guys after Baby Yoda, and... Yeah, that's that's wrong. Uh, we learned that Space Werner actually took out dozens of bounty pucks because he really, 
really needed to get his hands on this child. This doesn't explain why IG-11 had a kill-only order, though, unless Dr. Pershing didn't attend any of these other meetings. Maybe he made sure to barge in on the one with the Mandalorian because he is, you know, a Mandalorian and they have a certain reputation. So it seems like there's only one group of bad guys instead of two. And so it would seem that in the Imperial Remnant hierarchy, uh, Giancarlo Esposito's yet-to-be-introduced character is likely playing a character who is a step above the client and is most likely going to be the person that they were supposed to send the bottle of midi-chlorians to. As far as the end game for the series goes, I don't think much changes from my prediction. Yeah, he dropped the baby off with the client many episodes earlier than I thought he than than I thought he would. But he did have his second thoughts and he did go back and rescue the child. But now he still has the same problem. He has this child. He needs to figure out what it is and what to do with him. And ending up with the Mandalorian handing the child over to Sabine and Ahsoka still seems to be a pretty valid theory. In fact, I'm actually going to double down on this. Remember the flashback sequences? We see the parents of our hero put him in a basement to protect him from a battle. An explosion happens as soon as they shut the door, so we're, we're led to believe that his parents are, you know, gone. The door reopens, and it's a super battle droid, and it looks like it's ready to fire on, on our child hero. And then we cut back to the present day. So, someone, or something, had to come and save our hero. But who? Well, we do know that this has taken place during the Clone Wars. And we do know that the Jedi were still acting as leaders of the Republic in battles against the Separatists, who are the ones who employed the droid army. So, what if it was actually a young Ahsoka who destroyed this particular super battle droid? Maybe she doesn't have any actual interaction with our young Mandalorian, but if he catches a glimpse of her after the fact, she has a distinct enough look that he would definitely recognize her upon meeting her again. So, in summary, I now believe that not only will our hero meet up with and pass the child on to Sabine and Ahsoka in exchange for information about the Darksaber, but it will also be revealed that Ahsoka is the one who saved our hero during the battle he keeps seeing in flashbacks. And we will probably see this part of his past play out in Chapter 5, which is the episode written by Dave Filoni, Coincidentally, also the only episode of The Mandalorian for which he is the sole writer. John Favreau wrote most of the rest. Um, I don't remember off the top of my head who wrote the others. So, yeah, that's it. I, I probably shouldn't keep adding details to my theory because the more I add, the more ways I can be wrong. I'll probably be proven wrong about more of my theory when the next episode drops this Friday. But between now and then, while I'm still theoretically right, I, I'd love to hear what you think. Am I on to something with my Ahsoka connection, or am I just grasping at straws? Send me an email. Let me know what you think at jumptolightspeedpod at gmail.com, or find me over on the Twitters at jump2lightspeed. If you like what you hear, please hit subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or whatever podcatcher you're using. And if you have a spare minute in your day, please leave a review on one of those services. That's one of the best ways to help me find more listeners. 
Thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you.